0: It's time for the news, according to me. Uh, Good Friday morning. It is the first day of September, 2023. Friday at eight sixteen a.m. This is way later than I plan on getting started this morning. Kind of have a little frustration with a mower to deal with, and we're getting ready to go on a trip. Anyway, this is uh, this is uh, the beginning of the month. End of the week, nearing the end of the year. I have, um, I have been pining over many things here. i fr- sorry, sorry that we didn't have much of a show the rest of this, or earlier this week. I, I think we had a show Monday. But that, was, that was the only show we had, I think. Maybe Tuesday. Was there a show Tuesday? I can't remember. It, was, it might have been a show Tuesday. I hope there, well, there, actually, there may not have been a show on Tuesday. I can't can't remember. I think I was in Des Moines, <clears throat> Iowa, on Tuesday, <clears throat> all day. And then uh, Wednesday, I ended up being in uh, Raleigh-Durham. Raleigh-Durham, after I went from Des Moines, Iowa, to uh, Raleigh-Durham. And then I uh, finally came home yesterday. The, I, now I'm going to Chicago. I have a uh, sailing trip to go on today. And I've got a lot of things to do before I go on the sailing trip. So this, this may not be a very long show. But there are a couple of things I wanted to cover for the, your, your weekend meditation for you to think about over the weekend. First of all, th- there's a lot of complex issues going on with this entire Trump issue. The thing with the, the Trump indictments and the trials and everything else going on with all this stuff. My understanding is there are two states that supposedly have successfully removed Trump from the ballot. Now, I don't, I don't know that that's true or not. I, it, it's – I saw a guy with a – it's like a short he – he's doing on, on YouTube and he was dancing because he was happy that Trump was removed from the ballot from two states. Now, I, as is typical with the left, they typically hear something and get it wrong and much like there's also another – another uh, issue that I, I've been seeing in the news where these two uh, Proud Boy guys who were not even on the property on January 6th, and they've, got, they've received like 15 years and 17 years, something like that, in, in jail. That's what their sentences are. Supposedly, they have, they, they of course, went all, every newscast, even if it's 30 seconds long, talking about what happened to these guys, they always have to include that they said that they were taking orders, that they were uh, take, doing this under directions from Trump, following Trump's instructions. That's what they said. Now, I don't know uh, – what I do know is that they have, they have to tie Trump to these people and they have to tie this thing together somehow. So what they have to make it look like is that these guys, these guys were following direct orders from Trump. He was codifying things when he, when he said stand down and stand by stand by. That just meant, you know, that they were taking orders. This is where I think in the debate when they asked him to uh, to condemn the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, which which the Oath Keepers are totally, uh, it, both groups really are totally innocuous, in my my opinion. I think the Proud Boys were a little bit over, overly uh, zealous. However, the uh, the Oath Keepers were, were certainly not the way they started. Anyway, the way, the way I understood the, the, the organization when it started had nothing to do with with. Uh, overthrowing the government
1: at all. We have plenty of officers, police officers, federal officers, uh,
0: people who take oaths to uphold and defend the Constitution and that kind of thing. And unfortunately, many of these officers do not uphold their oath. And this... this. Uh, Oath Keepers group organization was designed originally – their their in, initial intent was to have a place where officers could come together and say, I am going to hold true to my oath to the, to the constitution regardless of the consequences. I'm taking an oath to the constitution to uphold and defend it and that's what I'm going to do. Now, whether you agree, agree with taking oaths or not, I don't know. It's, it's up to you. But these people did and that's what that was what the whole idea was, was even if they had a, a – order from a commanding officer that was unconstitutional, they would not, they would not accept it. That was the whole premise of the, or, of the founding of the organization. Whether you were a firefighter, police officer, uh, public servant, whatever you were, military officer, it was right down the line. And that's, wh- that's where this, this came from. This, this organization came from was people standing together in that, in that regard. Now, I guess I have a deer in my backyard, so I have um, the the whole thing with the oath keepers. But they they've been thrown into this white supremacy group. There's, now there's, I think there's like twenty percent of the members are
1: are actually uh, people of color. That you know that don't let that stop them from calling you. Some um,
0: the. But the twist—they always have to twist these things. Now, what they're saying is that these guys were following directions from Trump or following Trump's instructions, whatever they, were, however they said it. And one of the things, I like I said, was, was this debate where, where Trump was asked them what you know, to condemn the, the proud the proud boys or whatever it was, or this white supremacy groups. And they're not a white supremacy group. First of all, that's not their charter. That's not what they're about. That is what. That is what the. Because they're, they're supporting Trump, that's what they've been labeled by mainstream media. And of course, they don't have the kind of influence they can get out there and push their – push and hang back on that. So what happens is during the debate, <clears throat> he's asked this question and Trump responds and I think his response was was poor in my opinion. Um, this is where Trump has a harder time communicating I think on his toes sometimes. Um, maybe he was cautious about what he was saying. Maybe he said what he said uh, purposefully, but I doubted. I think like he was just caught off guard with this. My response—I I think the proper response. But when I heard it, I, I knew exactly what what I would say. I mean, get actually—I think I, I might have actually said it as I heard this response from from him. I think I think what I said was, "They don't follow Trump's orders." And my my thought was, "They're trying to make it look like if Trump says." You know, you guys need to stand down. You, you, oh, see, they take orders from Trump. That, that, that's, what, that's how they would twist this into he's giving them direct orders because they work for him. This, this is how they, they think. They, they, try, they get you into this thing of, you know, were you wearing a blue dress or a white dress when you killed your wife? When you killed your sister? Wh- whatever. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying. Did you wear the blue shirt? Was this the blue shirt you were wearing when you, when you beat your wife? No. So you were beating your wife. You just weren't wearing a shirt. That, that's, that's kind of where they go with this stuff. They get you tricked into a side argument that, that they try to incriminate you with. So this is the kind of news media we have. And they get, they get deliriously giddy when they – like this, this lady who was talking about where Trump was going to be indicted at this prison – where murders had taken place. She was laughing about it, giddy about this. This is, this is disgusting. So they make things look differently and they always have to paint the narrative. This disgraced president, four times indicted, disgraced pres, former president. Why are you throwing
1: in all the adjectives? I don't, I don't understand
0: what that's – well, I understand what it's about. I understand exactly what it's about. At the same time, I can't it's, – it's hard for me to believe that they consider themselves credible journalists or credible reporters of the news. It's one thing to report – it's one thing to be a commentator on the news like I am. I'm, I'm a commentator on the news news. I, I, I try to commentate on what the news does, the news commentators do. <clears throat> But it, this is, it's, it's one thing to be that kind of a person. It's, it's a whole other thing to, to lift yourself up as a news entity that just reports the news, fair and balanced or whatever you are. And you turn around with this kind of agenda all the time in, interjected into the very words you speak. Where you're not just talking about what happened, you're talking about there, there's, there's, there's this narrative that focuses around it. And that's, that's what it becomes very disturbing because it's so subtle. It's so deceptive. It actually is very devious in my opinion. And it becomes very divisive. And then they wonder why the country is so divided. Why is the country so divided? Well, it must be because of Trump. Well, it's because what do you, it's the way you drum things up about Trump. And they, don't, they, just, they drum things up about everything. In fact, probably the only thing they haven't drummed anything up about is what's in my cup. And I, I do have uh, chai with Cinnabon creamer. So you know that I'm at my home this morning. I was really hoping to have a show from the uh, worldwide headquarters this morning. That didn't happen. I, I was hoping I should actually be done. I was supposed to be done uh, Wednesday, and I ended up having to go to Raleigh, Raleigh-Durham. But it turned out okay. Uh, I ended up kind of crisscrossing around the country uh, yesterday a little bit and uh, made it back. But it's – it's uh, it was a long drive. Boy, the boy, – Traffic around Chicago, I'm sorry folks for you, those of you who live in Chicago or have to go around Chicago or into or out of Chicago anywhere near Chicago. Construction is a mess. Uh, Traffic was pretty bad. My GPS, even with the traffic involved, it said it was going to take me two hours, 15 minutes to get home. Uh, It it took me a little bit longer than that but um, I did make one stop for a sandwich. Uh, But it was it typically is less than that and uh, if there was no traffic whatsoever,
1: I could I could definitely do it in less than two hours, from
0: parking lot to parking lot. But it is it is just you know, stop and go. It wasn't as bad yesterday as it has been in the past, but it was uh, it was bad. It was messy. Uh, tonight would be even probably worse because it's a Friday. But I don't have to worry about that tonight. So. Uh, well, that's one of the things I want to talk about is just the, the complexities of this whole thing now. And, they're, and they're, now they're, what they're finding out is uh, – in fact, uh, I think it was Cash Patel came out recently and, and had a report on who this, uh, this one lady is. Uh, there's, there's several people involved in, this, in the whole case. Of uh, course, Jack Smith and, of course, some of the others and the people who are – the federal officers, the federal uh, prosecutors as well as the local prosecutors in the state of Georgia, they are colluding folks this is this is they have been there's actually record of them have, at the white house having meetings with high level meetings with people at the white house coordinating all this stuff
1: they're not even being really very covert about it anymore there's records of them being there
0: prior to this stuff happening while well, the indictments coming out they they have a plan they're war-worming this stuff every day, and they're keeping up with what's going on with all the movements that are, that are happening. And now, now this – I think it's Fannie, big Fannie, the biggest Fanny in Georgia. She, uh, she has um, recently come out, and in, in, in I think yesterday or the day before, and making statements about how the Trump defense that, – that they're, that they're going out of their way to make it make – it, uh, to do all these things for the defense – and providing them with all this discovery stuff. That's your job. You're the ones who brought the prosecution here. You should have been ready for this and, and realized this is your job to, to provide. You should be happy to do this because it's part of the Constitution and constitutional rights of an individual.
1: You see, they don't, they don't
0: think Trump deserves normal constitutional rights from a new. They believe this guy should be in prison right now Anything that they do, and again, it's the end justifies the means kind of thing, where they just continue to think that everything they do
1: is justified by the fact that, well, it's it's Trump. After all, Trump is Trump, and, you know, Trump, he's guilty before, he's just guilty of everything, anything and everything. This is where we are.
0: So as we, as we look at the, these kinds of things in politics, there's another thing that has been going on and I, and I, I really – I'm reluctant to talk much about it just because I know that it's I, – I don't want to speak bad about this guy but there's, there are some things that really bother me. The artist uh, formerly known as Oliver Anthony – his name is Chris. Um, the things that I believe he – and I've, I've seen I've, – I've known a couple people like this before and I have to, I have to say uh, – and he, and he has admitted that he has some mental health issues. Now, I've known people like this before. I've known, I've known two other people who are very, 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 very similar to this guy, extremely similar to this guy in terms of their attitude, um, their philosophy, their, the way they look at life. And there are some
1: things that trouble me about Chris that I,
0: I'm i not sure um, how to articulate it. I, I, I want to make sure I'm not speaking badly about him, but I, I want to speak the truth. And if, and if he was in the room, I would say these things. I mean, it's not, it's not something I would, I'm saying, well, I'm trying to say behind his back necessarily, so to speak. there is a, a mentality and i kind of fell into this for a while when i was younger and it was uh it's an ideology i guess it's a it's a way of looking at things it's very negative um it is a you could say pessimistic view uh, that's putting it lightly it's it's a very destructive uh, doom and gloom kind of
1: look at things um and by
0: doing so, it, it, this is the same thing that happens on the left with the radical leftists when they, when they get this virtue welling up within them that they feel like they have to proclaim to the world that they're, they're the virtuous ones
1: because they're recognizing the, the bad things.
0: They're the ones that are pointing it out and they have to glue their hands to the street in order for, to show everybody – yeah I think the best thing to do with those people who glued their hands to the street is just leave them there i, I Good luck you know, you know you decided to do that. I guess your punishment is your actions are your punishment. That's kind of the way that works It's a good place a good place for you to
1: be right there. just keep your hands glued to that street
0: the um, He's recently come out and, and done some some uh Interviews. Now, I, know, I think he was actually interviewed by Joe Rogan. Now,
1: he's, and he's made some statements about the, the Republican,
0: I believe it was the Republican uh, debates. I think they played the song at that. And he said, Look, that, that song is about all those people up there on that stage. It's just not, not about Joe Biden it's about everybody it's about it's bigger than joe biden it's about all, it's about all these people
1: now and, and part of the idea here is that he's it's that everybody's out to get you everybody's
0: everybody's a, has bad motives everybody has you know this this mentality is, is actually not healthy. Um, it's very easy to point fingers and call out the discretions or the, the, the problems in the world and complain about them and use a little bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, soft cuss words in your songs or in your writings or in your, you know, as you speak things, and I, I, I believe he's a he's a Bible believing guy. He's, which is this is not it's either here nor there. He, he's he. I think he holds to the, if he leans it in, in any direction, it's a Christian faith.
1: However, um, again, it comes back to
0: not just pointing out problems and we need those people we need people who will point out the problems in the world
1: and in some ways they are heroes in
0: other ways they're not because being just being willing to, to take the flack for saying you know speaking it out saying the emperor has no clothes kind of thing that's that's definitely worth some
1: accolades However, uh, it, what it comes down to is
0: at what point do you, do you turn and say, so what are the solutions? What are the solutions to these problems? What, how are we going to fix this?
1: Because I guarantee you, you can spend your entire life picking at the problem, thinking that you're making a difference. When the difference you're making is really not, it's just, it's, 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 it's tearing down. There's no building up.
0: Now, sometimes we need to tear down. It's just, there's no, no question about it. But if you're tearing down a building, the, the, the most ridiculous thing to me that I've seen in the past is I'll see a building that's perfectly functional and it's, it's sitting there and it's for sale and nobody's buying it. So the owner will tear it down and just make it an empty lot. Now, I've never understood this. You're putting money in. This costs money to have this done, to, to, to do all that. And then you want to turn around and sell that property because for some reason the property is worth more with no building, no structure on it. I've seen this happen over and over again where the, the property then sits for years
1: and doesn't sell.
0: Now, I've seen the other side of this. Someone comes in and knows that that property, that that location is something where they have to have it, but the structure is not right. They're willing to purchase the property and tear it down and rebuild. There is a huge difference in the attitude and the atmosphere, the the whole energy around that project that happens when you simply tear down the building with the hopes of someone coming along and having a vision for what can be there and willing to pay the million bucks for your little property, it's because it's your
1: prime property location. Or
0: is it much more hopeful of a situation when you see someone coming in to buy a property who they're tearing the, the old down and and because they have plans and funding and development ideas to put in a new structure? It's a, it's a
1: very different kind of energy around
0: the tearing down of the old building. You're tearing down the old building because you know that there's you've got these pictures out front with this this big new building, future home of whatever, you know, it might be a church, it might be whatever it is, whatever a new a new business of some sort. And
1: you know, Herbert's Glass
0: Company, or whatever it is is coming into town and there's this – or Chick-fil-A. Let's, let's say this, they're tearing this old building down. That was a you know, Barney's barbecue and it's going to become a Chick-fil-A. There, there's this difference of, of – especially for me, I, I get, I'll stand out there and watch them tear down the building all day long. The, the, um, because there's something better gonna, that's going to replace it. And the tearing down still happens. It still happens and it still happens the same. In fact, it happens very differently because when you tear down a building with nothing to, to do, all you do is like you plant grass there, it becomes a parking lot, whatever whatever it becomes. It's just it's just an empty field of grass. It doesn't get mowed. doesn't look kept. doesn't look like anything's happening there. Just a for sale sign out front that they want a million bucks for what could be. Do you, are, you getting what the, you know, are you picking up what I'm putting down here? This is, this is what I'm saying is there are those that need to be the terror downers, but they, they need to understand that they also need other people in their lives. And they, these people in their lives need to be the ones who have the vision to go on beyond that. To say, yeah, let's, let's change this. Let's tear this down. Let's,
1: let's make these modifications in the
0: hopes of something structurally better, a more perfect union, a, more, a better way of doing this, more accountability. And really that's what we need. It's, it's is more accountability. We don't need a different ideology in terms of, but we need to turn into a collective, collectivist society because that's the answer. What we need is a better way to
1: implement the accountability involved in upholding everyone's individual needs, individual rights,
0: and their right to take care of those needs. The, I was watching a little bit. it's a mini documentary on what's happened in Trudeau's Canada, and oh my word, where they've gone is they're really off the rails. And I don't, I don't, I think that most of people that live in Canada don't even understand how bad. Now, for those of you who are my Canadian listeners, um, you are up against an incredibly hard battle. They're facing at this point now that about fifty percent tax rate; half of everything that they make goes to taxes. This, this is where I call it the, the laziness of the church, the laziness of you know, people just wanting the government to take care of everything.
1: This idea that, oh, well, the government's going to pay for my school loans.
0: Well, who do you think is really going to pay for those school loans? They're, they're going to – the more you put them in charge of, the more power they have, the more influence they have, and the more ideolo- – the more importance their ideology is, the people who are in power, their ideology – and – maybe you don't agree with their ideology and now you understand you are living under that. Look at what we're doing right now with, with the, the radical leftists. They're, they're being unchecked, really, in, in a lot of ways. They're, they, you know, they had full reign of their policies. They had, they had the House, they had the Senate, they had the presidency. Here they, here they go. They took off. And look where they drove the, you know, drove the place.
1: Very far away from the Founding Fathers' ideals, their they're, they're basic foundational principles, because they hate them. Well, they're all slave owners. Okay, so were their ideas any good?
0: I mean, I could point out your sins and then say that, well, you're, you're whatever, so we can't listen to anything you have to say. You have no good ideas. Everything that you say is bad. Because you did that one thing. And it's, I heard this one particular individual being interviewed in this little documentary about Canada, how the indigenous – well, you know, the, uh, this lady was being confronted because she was, uh, she was all for euthana- euthanasia, <clears throat> you know, the, the elderly, killing off the elderly. Anybody who wanted to you know, commit suicide, they would go through a government-sanctioned process of being you – know, uh, determining whether or not they, they, they should you know, be allowed to kill themselves. Doctor-assisted suicide, basically. And, you, you know, you know well, there's, there's this, there's this re- very rigorous process that they have to go through in order to, to be able to allow them to, to do this. Oh, yeah, like, that's not going to go wrong. What could possibly go wrong with that? And... She, this, there was, a, there was a, a, an up opponent to it that they were interviewing and they, they interviewed a proponent of it. Of course, there was this lady who was all about, she was very heavily involved in women's reproductive rights. She's first, she, first she, said, she said the word abortion and then she said uh, reproductive rights and then she went on to this whole thing of you know help, women's health, health and all kinds of stuff. talking about all that and I don't know who she's talking about because you know, there are men who can have babies apparently now too so she wasn't talking about them apparently. But... Uh, Funny how they don't—they forget to be inclusive when they have the opportunity. So she she goes on about this whole thing, and then and you know exactly where she was going from coming from. And of course she then she talked about well, and this guy asked the question, "Well, this this is obviously not a Christian view of the things." And she said, "Well, this isn't this isn't a Christian nation. This has never been a Christian nation." And of course you did right away. You can see that the snapback to this whole thing was she hated Christianity, and she talked more about it, and and she. You said, well, the philosophies of, of, of the indigenous people here is more important. You know, in this land that we're living on, this, you know, the indigenous people had more, more influence here than, than – uh, or should have more influence here. Now, this whole idea of indigenous people, they, they make it sound like, well, these people were here before because they just sprung up from the earth here. They, they, they didn't come from somewhere else.
1: Folks, the history of
0: humanity on this planet is one of Cain versus Abel. This, there's always been this jealousy, this enmity between man. And, of course, that was one of the things.
1: You know, because God not only, he sent his son not only to
0: reconcile us to him, but also to each other. And that's the process. It's just it's, it's a simple simple thing. It's such simple, but it's just very difficult to live out. But it's where we we discover grace and mercy, and we are part of a society and a culture that can forgive each other. I think that's why I think that's why America has a tendency to you know when someone admits to their sins, they they, they tend to step up for them, and, and that that has been the history of our nation. Is that we we have a tendency to be, to be very forgiving people. The woke movement is very unforgiving. There is no redemption in their religion. You can apologize. I've I've seen this over and over again. Whether you're a music artist, whatever it is, you come out and you make a statement, and the next thing you know, you're being canceled, or you're walking back your statements, and you apologize up and down, and then they just drive you into the ground. You get fired. You get canceled. You get...
1: Your your concerts are no longer allowed
0: because there's no redemption from that. In fact, a- apologizing only shows weakness, and they seem to like that. They seem to take advantage of that when they you, you you bow down. That's when that's it's just easier for them to kick you there.
1: It's the ones who don't back down that seem to be flourishing
0: in this country. It's, it's a di- very different religion than what, what our, our country was founded on and the way our nation really is.
1: So I'm concerned about this fella um,
0: with some genuine concern about his, his health with regard to his philosophies, his ideologies. Um, I appreciate his ability to, to express himself, his artistic ability, his, uh, his ability to communicate what's going on inside and how he feels about things. No problem with that whatsoever. In fact, I applaud that.
1: But I hope that – well, I, one of the concerns I have is, is that I think his uh, –
0: He wasn't ready for this fame. He wasn't ready for it to be to be put into a spotlight where nation, you know, millions of people
1: are, you know, know who he is and
0: want want to hear from him or, or his fans. All of a sudden, that this mo- that this song kind of struck a chord with. He wasn't ready for that. He wasn't. He he was a virtual, you know, very low level
1: YouTuber. And it was the,
0: you know, it. it, Listening to him speak since then, and his his comments about them using his song, which he he gave them permission to do, for the the Republican debate, some of the comments he made about them using that. He said, "Well, those are the very people that the song is about." It's funny to hear them, you know, playing that up there. Because it was—it's was about
1: them. Well, maybe they're
0: humble enough to say, "Yeah, this is this is not who we want to be. This is this we're, we we want to stand up. This we want we want this message to go out there because this is not who, cause we agree with this song. And yet you're
1: you're willing to throw them under the bus." I. They're, they're coming along with your, what you're saying here. They're, they're, they're agreeing, yeah, this is, this is messed up. And uh, apparently you don't see
0: that they're – see it that way. Right? You're not looking at the left and the way they're attacking you over the whole thing because they're the ones who are making up stuff about your song. They're the ones who are coming up with, well, it's about racism and it's about this. You don't, you don't see the conundrum here you put yourself into. I guess I, I, it's, it's kind of interesting. So really that's about all I have time for today. I, I, I wish I had time for more of a show this morning. I, I just don't. Um, today, tomorrow, and the next day I'll be very busy in Chicago. I know that there will not be a chance to have a show uh, over, the, over the weekend at all. Monday morning, a possibility of a show. I, I, if, if all goes well and the weather holds out and everything kind of happens the way it's supposed to this weekend, um, I will have a show Monday morning. The rest of the week is all very much up in the air because I'm actually working. Uh, see, so yeah, as I see it, as I remember, uh, I think I'm actually working the entire, yeah, working the entire week. Uh, and then I have, uh, then the following week, Monday and Tuesday, I'm sure, I'm pretty, pretty sure I'll have a show. And then, uh, it all kind of staggers. The next week will be uh, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe. So the, as, as the month goes on, the more I'll have a little bit more shows. But it, it's it's uh, it's going to be a busy week this, this week coming up, and it's a busy day today. So once again, folks, uh, leave this with you for your uh, ability to meditate over through the weekend. Just remember to keep... Uh, all this stuff in prayer um, the lawyers the rep, those who are represent basically they've gone after all of Trump's lawyers from the, that were you know, representing him during this entire election issue uh, those who are being politically persecuted in our nation pray for them pray for each other pray, pray that we get through this without a serious kinetic civil war breaking out right now we're in an ideological civil war But keep in mind that um, God is still on the throne. He's in control of his kingdom. He, uh, He rules and reigns in ways that we don't even understand. So we'll follow him because he knows what he's doing. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend. Take care.